Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with a new episode of the Movie Maniacs podcast. Unfortunately, it's not the Knives Out 2 review that I was hoping for. Um, Long story short, got sick over Thanksgiving and did not have uh, the opportunity to get to go to see Knives Out 2 this weekend. And now I look, or or last weekend and this weekend, because I had a tournament, and Knives Out 2 is out of theaters it's gone so that review will have to come out december 24th the day after i watch knives out when it comes out on netflix so very unfortunate uh i'm actually very disappointed i wasn't able to get to go see this movie in theaters maybe it'll come back i don't know i don't think it will i think netflix put it out for a week and said that was it and then i didn't get to see it so very very unfortunate i was really hoping to get to watch that movie but Ultimately, it didn't, or I'm going to watch it, obviously, but I was hoping to watch it in the theater. And Netflix has already pulled it out, and it does look like that's going to be happening. This is, Knives Out, the first one, is one of the reasons I started doing this podcast. It just ignited so much love for movies in me uh, again. And very unfortunate I wasn't able to cover or go see this movie in its theater run. But there's short, but... Thankfully, I've been provided with a lot of great content material as we have gotten a plethora of trailers recently. I did want to start off briefly. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk some Disney. We got some Marvel. We got some Lucasfilm. Uh, speaking of Lucasfilm, we do have some updates on Mandalorian Season 3. And I'll be honest, guys. Mandalorian, I thought, was very, very enjoyable. I've really enjoyed the freshness that it's brought to the Star Wars universe. At times, the TV show constraints, just in the look of the show and and the other Star Wars products that have come out on Disney+, Plus, where I just haven't loved the look of the Star Wars. Mandalorian has provided, for the most part, a really enjoy enjoyable series. I think almost, I think there's, I don't think there's an episode of Mandalorian I didn't enjoy. It's it's all been very good Star Wars content that I've really held on to and enjoyed from what I've seen of it. And you know, it canceled Disney Plus this year, and it doesn't look like that's going to be changing anytime soon. But who knows? You know, never say never. I was disappointed you know i'm not going to get to see this new season of mandalorian but i thought i would cover what i've seen of it you know so far which is the teaser which i thought was fine didn't really show us anything and then the news that we've got from john favreau here which i actually found concerning because one of the things i like about the mandalorian is it's got a pretty small scale and one of the things that about season two that kind of bothered me even though it was of course, enjoyable and Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka were all great. It was just that I felt like the show was moving away from the you from the other world of Star Wars that I actually that I was enjoying spending time in this bounty hunter world, this this just this new side of Star Wars that we don't really get to see all that much outside of canon novels. So I really enjoyed that part of Mandalorian season one, and now it looks like the show is stepping away from that scale, and we're bringing in potentially Thrawn, and Mandalorian's going to be leading, you know, the Mandalorians and all that stuff, and it just, it just left a bad taste after reading it, where 
I, I was like, it looks like the show is moving away from all the things that fans kind of fell in love with, which is the small scale and the and the different side of Star Wars that we didn't that we don't ever really get to see. And it was just a little disappointing to hear that it doesn't really look like this show has any intentions of staying in that world. Instead, it's going to be moving out, and we're going to be dealing with Thrawn, and Mandalorian's going to be leading. Uh, and all that stuff. It just kind of stepped. It looks like the show's stepping away from a lot of what I thought was most unique about it. So that's a little bit, I thought, some cause for concern, but I remain cautiously optimistic. I hope it's good. I hope it's enjoyable. Just wasn't really overly enthused by the news that we got, just because I think that it looks, from what we've seen of what John Favreau is telling us, it almost looks like the show is moving away from what fans fell in love with. In the first place, which was something different from Star Wars that wasn't about the force versus, you know, or, uh, light side versus dark side. There were uh, it, it just really wasn't about that fight all a hundred percent like we got with the sequel trilogy and, and so forth. So I enjoyed that fresh change of pace for the Star Wars universe. It's just disappointing to me to see that they're potentially moving away from that and going back to perhaps the well that we've seen this series go through many more times, but I've heard Andor's great. Uh, I wish I could watch it. Uh, I'm sure it's good. I mi- I that's the one thing I was like, man, I wish I could see that, but ultimately didn't happen, but I have, I'm glad to hear that. It's good. I'm glad to hear people are enjoying it. I do have a trailer here to this. I, I got four trailers that I want to hit on. Four fairly big topics. First one, The Last of Us trailer. I am not a fan of this property. I've never played the video game. I don't know anything about it. I'm a, I, I think it has something to do with zombies. It's a, it's a, it's a zombie video game. And I, I went ahead and watched this trailer because this has been a big you know, source of conversation about the, the show. And I've heard of the game before, but I just don't have any experience with it. And I just decided, you know, I'm going to watch this trailer, report back to the people, because I think it can bring a perspective to the show that maybe not many people have, which is I know nothing about the game and have never played it, have no desire to play it. But can this show entice somebody who's not well-versed in that video game world? And I'll give this trailer props. I am somewhat interested in what The Last of Us is going to be. The, where this trailer really got me was when I saw it, it was from the creator of Chernobyl, which I thought was incredible. I mean, one of the best um, miniseries I've ever seen is Chernobyl. It, just mind-blowing. I encourage people to check that out on HBO it's an astonishing piece of work. It's really incredible. The character work, the cinematography, the themes, just everything about it. It just really left me speechless at the end. It's such a powerful show that they got the guys who made that show on board with this project really spoke volumes to me that perhaps they're looking to do something different or they're just hiring a artistic name that really doesn't hold any value ultimately because it's going to go through this process that's going to 
bring down all the quality that they could potentially bring in. And maybe it's just to say, hey, look, we're doing something different. We're bringing in the people who did Chernobyl. That could very well be the direction that HBO is heading with this project. And if so, that's unfortunate. But I would like to believe from what I've seen in this trailer that The Last of Us is actually going for something a little bit deeper than just a stereotypical video game based project, which quite frankly, guys, is just a retrospective I don't think I'll ever do. I don't think I'm ever going to go through every video game movie. I just, I don't. Because when I look at like the good ones, they're like six out of tens. Has there ever been a really good video game movie? No, there hasn't. And perhaps the decision to make this a show is going to be able to give them the opportunity to flesh out a lot of the stuff that movies have tried so often to cram into a two-hour runtime. And ultimately, it gives the movie this very stuffed, overblown feel that could actually very much help The Last of Us trailer or a, a television show. And from what I saw this trailer, it's so much more character-focused and uh, focused on the themes of the actual show than it is on the zombie action, which it does look like this show will provide in sparse moments that could be even more effective because of how sparse they are. But we got a lot of scenes with Pedro Pascal, um, who I think always just does good work, and then this kid character. Uh, I don't know any of their names, but the fact that the show really wanted to zoom in on this relationship and the relationship of or not even relationship, but the characters of the outside world, but the impact of whatever event The Last of Us is focused on, the zombies, whatever it is, how it's impacting other people in a very much a zoomed-in, a, a very drama-based way. It got me excited somewhat for a show that I really don't have much interest in, where I was like, okay, it's good to see that this show is at least heading in a direction to where they're not so focused on the you know typical action and hitting all the video game beats. They're really focused on these characters. I think that should be encouraging for fans of this game. I think that should be encouraging for people who are just flipping through HBO Max and see The Last of Us and go, hey, I'll give that a watch. Perhaps this show is going to provide us with some really interesting characters. That's my um, excitement level for the show, at least. And, and the interest I have in it is that this looks like it could be a great you know, apocalyptic show or whatever, but also focus on characters and a, a story and, you know, overall theme that people end up really caring about whether you're a fan of the video game or not. That's encouraging to me. So that's the credit I can get to the show. It also looks pretty well shot. I mean, it, it doesn't look all that cheap, but, you know, I'll have to see more of this show to really make up my mind on that. But the fact that they got the guys who did Chernobyl, I think, should very much be encouraging for fans of this property and just encouraging for people who are turning this show on. Maybe it's me in the future on in January, just randomly flipping through, turning on The Last of Us and actually gets invested in these characters and the world that these guys are are building up. That could potentially be exciting. So. I, I don't have much more thoughts on this trailer besides that. If there were Easter eggs here, I didn't catch them. But who knows? I think The Last of Us actually has a good shot at being more than just a video game-based property, which I think is high praise considering the the overall body of work of video game-based adaptations, which I think, quite frankly, has left a lot to be desired. But moving on.
they, we have a lot more to talk about. I'm going to start off with Transformers Rise of the Beasts, a seventh installment in the Transformer uh, saga, or whatever you want to call it, series. And, whew, man, Transformers, we're back at this well. And, my goodness, you know, it's... It, it, it does seem like there's not as much of an appetite for this property as perhaps there was 2007 when the first film came out. Now, I've seen Bumblebee and I've seen Transformers. So, I have a, a, a very small amount of, you know, investment in this property. I never watched the animated show. Uh, not very familiar with the other installments i'll be honest though guys i've liked both installments i thought bumblebee was fine i thought transformers was enjoyable yes there are some typical michael bay isms that i didn't love in that 2007 film but i thought that the overall experience was enjoyable but i you know i'm also very cynical of this property because i watch clips of these films and it's just this these blobs of cgi just like crashing into buildings and stuff and i'm very cynical to that type of action but at the same time there is a place for it and michael bay has found that place and has made six films and now we're getting of a seventh but this time michael bay is stepping aside and we have the director of creed 2 coming in i don't think he's done anything else besides that but He's coming in to take over this property. I think that's a good idea. I think this franchise needs a breath of fresh air if it ever hopes to be successful again because The Last Night supposedly really, really sucked. And Bumblebee, I think, did okay at the box office, but not a lot of people showed up to it. I think people enjoyed the, the freshness of that film, but that it was doing things differently than you know what, what we've seen from this franchise previously so that is a good thing i think that they're bringing in something different something new something fresh that people are fans of this property have been looking for i like the new look of the transformers it's a different look and one that i that i enjoy i suppose it looks more like the toys that i had when i was uh playing with transformers action figures and i i do think that people will like the new look perhaps the action looks to be a little bit different. I think that this may be a much more fan-based perspective of Transformers just in the look. It's much more classic cartoon-looking Transformers that you would have seen like in the animated show or something like that. The There, there appears to be some sort of big battle on, uh, on this field. I, I'm not really a fan of the whole gorilla transformers that kind of made me roll my eyes but i think if people are a fan of this property they'll end up going oh yeah that was in the cartoon or a comic or something like that so maybe that excited people but to me it just looks stupid this gorilla transformer so that was instantly like when i saw this trailer and then i click on i see this gorilla transformer i'm, I'm going come on guys i mean is this really the well we're going to now is gorilla transformers just to me, it was a little, a little stupid. That's all I'm gonna say. A little stupid, but I'm hoping that this is this is a film that's gonna be able to reignite that excitement for the franchise, bring something in fresh, bring in something new, 
But guys, a seventh installment of this series. Can we have an original concept, please? That 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 if I ever go to the you know typical snobbery that I can often drift into when talking about these big franchises, that's my my main qualm here is just I mean, do we really need a seventh Transformers film? Does this franchise really have anything else to offer us? I personally don't think so. I, I, I honestly, I saw the first Transformers film and felt like I'd seen them all. Like I don't think, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, Dark of the Moon is really going to provide something that I haven't seen before. But I really feel like that Transformers film. You know, it had the action. It had the typical Michael Bay beats with beats with Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf kind of playing these stereotypical uh, roles. And it had some, act, you know, explosions and crashing into buildings. I feel like that film kind of had it. Like, I don't feel like I even need to see six more Transformers films. But hey, that's what we're getting. I wish Rise of the Beasts the best. There were shots of the film that I liked. Uh, uh, we had, This is just kind of here to show you, like, really like, oh, Transformers is back, and there's some sort of new character here that, is going to hopefully reignite the franchise. It's not It's not Mark Wahlberg. It's not Shia LaBeouf. Maybe this character is going to be really exciting. I, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, this guy kind of looked a lot like... I'm going to guess and say that he's a lot like Shia LaBeouf, a lot like um, these teen, young adult characters that we get in these types of films. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this guy is going to really have something different to... Dogs are fighting right now. Maybe he's going to have something new to bring to the table, possibly. Uh, I, I hope so. I, I'm always excited for new, fresh characters, and maybe that's what this guy's going to be able to provide. I like that they're trying something different. They're going to deeper into the lore, or not even the lore, but maybe giving maybe giving Transformers fans what they wanted to see and not, you know, Mark Wahlberg shooting up Transformers and all that stuff. If they're going at this from a different perspective and bringing in something fresh, maybe this franchise still has things to offer. I thought this trailer was fine. It didn't excite me. I might watch it, you know, if it comes out when it comes out in theaters, 2023 summer. This could be, I think, an all right time at the theaters. But I think Rise of Beast really is going to have to convince some people as to whether or not this franchise really has much more to offer. But there you go. That's Those are my thoughts on Transformers Rise of Beasts, the seventh installment in the Transformers franchise. Got another one to talk about with you guys. Haven't mentioned this one yet. The Super Mario Bros. movie. We got a second official trailer for this movie. And I haven't really talked about this movie at all yet. It's definitely developed a lot of discussion. Obviously, the casting of Chris Pratt was controversial. I didn't really personally think it was a good idea. I like Chris Pratt. I don't really need him as Mario, but uh, Illumination loves to bring in big name actors and just throw them into these animation films when I honestly feel like you just, I mean, there's voice actors, guys. There's people who try and make a living doing this. Anya Taylor-Joy playing Princess Peach doesn't really do much for me. Get a voice actor. That that's really my thoughts on it. A voice actor can do so much more with these characters. It's weird. It's just Illumination always does this. They're always bringing in big name actors and th throwing them into these animation films. Sing is a big one that comes to mind. Obviously, Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, uh, 
you know, just a big, big cast that they're throwing into these animated films, I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think it actually could lessen a lot of the quality of these animation films. Get voice actors, especially for these characters who obviously have such a ginormous fan base. Obviously, you know, we had the, the teaser come out a month ago. Four days ago, we got the new trailer. I am actually cautiously optimistic for this film. The animation looks really good. It doesn't look like it's leaning in as much to the stereotypical illumination animation. To illumination animation. Illumination style. How about that? Illumination style that we're very used to seeing from them. They have a very set format for how all their projects look. This looks different. It looks like they're doing something a little bit different here. That excites me. Um, it's obviously going to, it looks like it's very steeped in the lore. It feels like the world of Mario. I'm not a big Mario fan. I play Super Smash Bros. Um, Mario Kart 8. Uh, I think I had Super Mario 3D World at one point, and then I lost that for my Nintendo Switch. I'll go, I'm going to watch this film. I think that this is going to be a fun time. The trailers look good. Jack Black is browser. I do enjoy. I think this has the potential to be a really fun film. Does Chris Pratt kind of bother me as Mario? A little bit. A little bit. I just don't think that he needs to be Mario. I think you could give voice to actors for all these roles and ha have a way better film and feel like these characters are jumping off the screen of your Nintendo Switch and going onto another screen way more. But that's not what they did. So you, at some point, you're just going to have to accept that wasn't the decision that they made and move on. I really enjoyed the second trailer for this film. I think it can be fun enjoyable uh, like I'm, I'm predicting a seven out of ten perhaps as a rating if the, on at a on its best day i think this is a seven out of ten or this movie could have stuff that i've seen over and over and over again and end up going reverting to a generic shell of itself i actually see some life i actually see some excitement in these trailers that i'll be honest i have me a little bit more excited for this property you know going onto the big screen than maybe I originally was. I think that this is a property that should be in animated form. I think it's a good decision they're doing that. And the animation is much more fresh and new and inventive than, I don't know if inventive is the right word because all of this has been laid out in years worth of video games, but it looks a lot more fresh for illumination than we normally see. So that does have me uh, ex uh, enthused for this project. I hope it's good. I think this can be a fun, enjoyable, family animated film that's probably potentially above par for what Illumination normally puts out. I watched Sing 2 this year. Uh, not good at all. Not good at all. So if they can get over Sing 2 and deliver something a little bit more fresh, I'm all in. And I think this trailer shows that they have the potential to do that. It's all about whether or not they can make it work for a full feature film. I mean, it's all it's great, you know, seeing Mario and Luigi on screen and there's that picture of Mario, Peach and Toad looking out to the world of Mario or, or whatever, the mushroom world, whatever it's called. And <clears throat> maybe they're able to keep that over the course of a full film. But at, at, when you get about 30 minutes into this movie, the wonder of, oh, it's Toad, oh, it's Mario, oh, it's Princess Peach, that's going to go away. And then it's going to come down to whether or not this is a well-made, good script, well-directed film 
that's the big question is whether or not Super the Super Mario Bros. movie is going to be able to hold that up for the full length of a movie. I think that this movie has the potential to do that. I'm going to go in cautiously optimistic, but I'll be honest, the trailers so far are appealing. They look fresh, looks fun. Who knows? Maybe Super Mario Bros. is the best animated movie of 2023. Who knows? Anyway, we got two more trailers to talk about here. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special came out last week. I didn't watch it. Heard it was fun. Heard it was good. When it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy as a property, I think they're fun. I think they're enjoyable. I prefer Volume 2 over Volume 1. Maybe a hot take there, but the Yondu stuff puts it over the first one for me. I think they're fun. Marvel MCU entertainment. And I think it's the MCU on a good day when they're really, you know, they got good joke writers, a understanding of the characters. They've got some unique stuff that they throw in there. It's a, it was definitely when it came out, a different type of film than what the MCU normally does. And I think the Guardians have kept that freshness from what we've seen. Volume two, I thought was an improvement. James Gunn is a director who I really enjoy anytime he's tackled superhero properties thus far. I didn't see Super, but Volume 1, Volume 2, and then The Suicide Squad have both been entertaining films. I prefer Suicide The Suicide Squad way more over Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. To me, Suicide Squad is a better-looking film. It's a crazier film because of the R rating, but I think Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a good property for Marvel, and the characters have really grown in the household names. Star-Lord, Nebula, Groot, Drax, Rocket Raccoon. Uh, people really have started to care about these characters. And I think that's one of the things that works so well about those Guardians of the Galaxy films is, yes, the jokes are fun, but people really do get invested in these characters. And I felt that investment in this trailer. Th this looks like it's a closing of some sort of chapter. I'll be surprised if Garns is done after this, but at the same time, it could be a good move. I mean, make a great film and then end, you know, on a high note. We're seeing with Thor, good Lord, what is that property? What is that character going to do next? I mean, Love and Thunder, I mean, brought this, brought that series back to a really, really low IQ. But anyway, I would like to see this these characters go out on a high note and maybe that's what they do with volume three. It looked like from this trailer, there was going to be some sort of closure for uh, our rocket raccoon. Uh, Star Lord's still kind of looking for Gamora a little bit. We got to look at Zoe Saldana. We know she's going to be in this film. Got a bit of a look at Adam Warlock. Uh, that's not really my concern though. I know people are excited to, to see this character finally on the big screen in the MCU. Adam Morlock's never been a character I've been all that invested in. I'm really invested in these characters, though. I like the actors. I like what they bring to the table. I would love to see these characters go out on a high note, if that's what we're getting with Volume 3. Music was great, obviously. James Gunn has, has great taste in music. This movie was definitely, uh, this trailer was definitely trying to hit some emotional beats, and I felt it. And I thought they were effective, particularly with the Rocket Raccoon stuff. James Gunn just has a unique, crazy way to get you to connect with characters and their quandaries. I mean, the fact that we have this much investment in a raccoon, a talking raccoon played by Bar Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel playing a tree man, 
just saying three words over and over again is crazy. But James Gunn is able to pull it off. And I am honestly more excited for this movie than I would originally been. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, it showed me um, an emotion. Uh, like They're really going to go for the emotion of this film. That has me excited. And as long as they stay focused and stay true to these characters, which I think James Gunn always does, I have full confidence in him to be able to pull this off. This could be a really enjoyable, really entertaining film that hits the emotional beats I like uh, and that I want for these characters. When the MCU is able to bring that onto a package, the emotional beats, the comedy, the action, the characters, that's really what I'm looking for in an MCU film. That's what No Way Home had. That's what Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had. Winter Soldier, Silver War. When the MCU is on its best day, it has that balance. And it's also providing a, a new look. Uh, James Gunn just has a freshness to these space sequences. And in certain shots, I felt that when they're going to... You know, the this place where all the people have, like, the these animal faces or whatever, that looks pretty generic, MCU greatness and all that stuff. But when this film, when this series of Guardians of the Galaxy really, really gets vibrant, I really do enjoy this series. So I'm hoping they go out on a good note. If that's what this is, I'm not saying that for sure, but the emo I'm excited to see the emotional beats James Gunn's going to hit. I think he's really good at, at melding that with this crazy superhero genre property whatever you want to call it i'm very interested in what james gunn's be able, going to be able to provide here i haven't really loved what the mcu has provided i didn't like phase four a whole lot we're entering phase five next year with ant-man quantum mania not sure what to think about that project but we'll talk about it when we get closer to it i have a lot of hope for guns of the galaxy volume three i will go in cautiously optimistic as always but James Gunn, he's always managed to provide something new, something fresh, and I'm hoping he's able to do that with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I felt the emotion in this trailer, and that's got me excited. Um, so I'm excited to see these characters back on the big screen, see where they go. Overall, I thought this trailer looked very promising as to what to expect from the rest of these characters. However, I end up saving the best for last. This is the property I care about the most. This is the series I care about the most. Indiana Jones coming back after a rough one with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull 14 years ago. And now Indiana Jones is back. Harrison Ford turned 80 this year. He's definitely a grandpa. Uh, you can definitely tell, you know, this guy's getting up there in years. Still kicking tail, though, guys. I mean, Harrison Ford. When he's on, he's on. And I, I, I really do like this actor. It was great seeing him back. Indiana, Indiana Jones clothing, the garb, whatever you want to call it. Guys, I... Sorry, I just popped the mic there. I love Indiana Jones. I really do. Those first three films are films I hold near and dear to my heart. Last Crusade, such a fun, such a just great film. Raiders of the Lost Ark, even better. Uh... One of those films you could call perfect, in all honesty. Steven Spielberg, when he it makes a great film, I mean, a great all-time Jaws. I, I, like, Steven Spielberg has caught lightning in the bottle twice. I think it's Raiders and Jaws. You can't have any critiques for those films. And in my opinion, I just don't see a viable critique for either of those films. Maybe it's not your cup of tea, but that's not a critique. 
That's not a critique. It's just an opinion. But there's, I don't think there's really any critiques that you can have for Jaws or Raiders of the Lost Ark. And listen, we got a new director, though. It's James Mangold directing this film. And I'll be honest. I'm ex- I am I like James Ga- James Mangold. 310 to Yuma, Logan, Ford vs. Ferrari, which doesn't get brought up enough. Ford vs. Ferrari. Are we going to forget the fun, the emotion, the great acting, the good time that is Ford vs. Ferrari? We need to bring the memory of that film back. That was a great experience for me in 2019 watching Ford vs. Ferrari with my dad. Great, great father and son film. I am... Hopeful because James Mangold is stepping in here. Maybe he has something new and something fresh to bring to this series. Um, but but I'll, I'll be honest, guys. I don't really want to see anything all that new or all that fresh, actually. I just want a great Indiana Jones film. That's really all I'm looking for. And when I watch this trailer, I'm, guys, as always, cautiously optimistic. But man, oh, man. This movie got the fandom, or this trailer got the Indiana Jones fandom boiling. I was getting a little emotional watching the uh, music, you know, sweep in John Williams' last co- composition for a film. Uh, man, what to say about John Williams? I, uh, an incredible composer, an iconic composer. He's been making film. Uh, Soundtracks for movies forever, scores forever. Uh, I love his music. I I love the emotion he brings. His relationship to this series is one that is invaluable, in my opinion. To where I don't think this series is what it is without John Williams. He's able to capture those, you know, that excitement in the action, but in the quieter moments of wonder in this series. Nobody does it. No, excuse me. Nobody does it like John Williams. He really is the man when it comes to directing these types of adventure films. He's able to capture that wonder and magic that makes Indiana Jones what he is. And am I nervous? You know, Harrison Ford past 80 at this point, 81 next year. Uh, Indiana Jones never really felt like a like it's like he's not like Chris Hemsworth or something where like he's got to be young and got to be shredded but i mean 80 and doing some of this action it it is a bit of a cause for concern i think as to how it is sold um one of the things i love about raiders and last crusade and temple of doom is the practical effects that we see in those films that is not going to be very much present in Dial of Destiny, uh, this this new Indiana Jones film. We did get the title. Okay, title. Uh, not my favorite, but we're not seeing a lot of practical effects out of this trailer. And that is a little bit like, you know, it's disappointing just because I prefer practical effects over CGI. But I think some of this action looked fun. Shot Some shots looked great. James Mangold is great with the camera. There was a shot of Indiana Jones running on the train that I loved. Silhouette. Very romantic in this uh, trailer. Not much of an idea of what the story is. Just more that Indiana Jones is back. He's up to his old antics again. You know, not sure really what he's talking about when he's saying he doesn't believe in magic. I mean, four films now of weird, supernatural, magic 
think we can say in the world of Indiana Jones, magic does exist. But I got, I get what they're saying with that, with that quote, just poking fun. But I thought the trailer looked great. Um, as a trailer, this had everything I could have hoped for from an Indiana Jones movie. The just really beautiful uh, directing from James Mangold, seeing uh, Harrison Ford back in the garb, bringing back that wit that I just love from this series, the little stinger at the end where he is you know, bringing a whip to, the, to a gunfight. That's the type of comedy that I really do love from this series. And I, I guys, I just got to say, I love this series so much. Raiders of the Lost Ark, I saw that film re-released in theaters on my birthday. I'll never forget it. Uh, it was just an incredible experience getting to see that movie in the theater. I've seen Raiders at least a dozen times, probably more. It's it's a movie I love, love, love. And Last Crusade is arguably just as good as Raiders. And Temple of Doom is a fun movie in its own unique way. I've seen each of those films um, at least a dozen times. I, I, I love those movies. I, I really do. I wasn't a big fan of Crystal Skull. I, I don't hate it I because I, I've only seen it once and never will watch it again. Didn't have high expectations for it either because I knew that wasn't supposed to be a very good film, and it wasn't. And I'm hopeful that James Mangold is able to bring this series back and send this character off on a high note. Don't let it end with Crystal Skull. I'm hopeful that James Mangold is going to be able to do that. I think he can. I think this movie has a really good shot at being a great film. I really do. I'm I'm very hopeful. Maybe naive, naively so, but I'm hopeful that this series is going to go out on a note that many people can call great. John Williams delivering his last composition here. I don't even know if I'm using the right vocabulary words there, but his last score and what a better, what a great way for him to go out with Indy 5, going back to that property, which I think has music just as good as Star Wars. And it's going to, obviously, the music is going to be great. I think him saying this is going to be his last score is like an instant shoe in. This movie is going to get nominated for something, and it's going to be best score. I think he's got a good shot at winning, too, just because sometimes the Academy likes to get a little romantic. Uh, the music's obviously going to be great. I love the music in the trailer. Just bringing back that theme uh, definitely hits you if you're a big fan of this series. I hope to see this character go out on a high note. Mads Mikkelsen is the villain, is spot-on casting. I'm hopeful that James Mangold is going to be able to do things with Mads Mikkelsen that, the, quite frankly, these American films that where he's played the villain, they just haven't done. Outside of Casino Royale, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, and then Rogue One. He wasn't the villain in that, but I felt like he was underserved in a way. I, give this man a great character. A great character, please. I think they can do that. There is a certain... Um, uh, I don't know what you would call it. A, a smarmy? Swarmy? Smarmy? What the heck? What am I saying? A smugness to the villains of Indiana Jones. Um, this cockiness somewhat that's eerily similar to indiana jones i'm thinking of raiders i'm thinking of uh uh uh, uh not crystal skull the last uh, last crusade 
those villains I love. And the performances given by those actors, there's a certain smugness to them that I think Mads Mikkelsen is going to be able to continue very well. I hope to see a great villain in Indy 5. I hope to see a film that pays tribute but is not overly sentimental. Give Indiana Jones a great adventure that is fun, is similar to Raiders of the Lost Ark, and and how it captures that wonder and and magic that can only be in an Indiana Jones film. I hope that because this is under Disney, they don't go to that MCU Star Wars sequel trilogy type of humor. That's not Indiana Jones. That's at least that's not my Indiana Jones. Um, and from what I saw of the little stinger there at the end, the comedy Harrison Ford is so good at as this character. I'm confident that James Mangold is going to stick to his guns and give us, you know, humor, the, the sly humor from this character that fans of this uh, series know all too well. Um, I love this trailer. I've seen it at least a dozen times at this point. I'm very excited for this film. I hope it goes out on a high note. Harrison Ford looking to give one last great performance as this character. I have no doubt that he will be good in this film. I do think he loves this character perhaps more than Han Solo. I think that's actually a pretty safe bet. I think this is arguably one of the characters he treasures most. And I'm sure he's going to do everything in his power to give a great performance. I hope Mangold can shoot the action well enough to not show Harrison Ford's uh, 80-year-old age. He was 39 when he made Raiders. Now, more than 40 years later, he is still playing this character. Hopefully, they shoot him the right way. That is something I am a little nervous about. But I, I have confidence in James Mangold. I think he can pull it off. I think Indiana Jones 5, the dial of destiny, has a great shot at being a highly entertaining, emotional send-off to this character that captures all the wonder and all the magic from the Indiana Jones first three films fans love. And I'm one of them. I really do love those first three movies. I hope that uh, Dial of Destiny is able to continue that legacy, send this character off on a good note. I am certainly excited to see what they have in store for us. The trailer looked good. Cautiously optimistic as always. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Five trailers knocked them out of the park. A little bit of Mandalorian talking there as well. Dial of Destiny is easily the movie I'm most excited for out of the ones we've talked about. I mean, not even close. I liked what we saw the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but man, it's not even close to Dial of Destiny. I'm very, very excited for that movie. Let me know what you guys think. What trailer are you most excited for out of the ones that I discussed today? Thank you guys, as always, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for always tuning in. If you haven't rated the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do so. It helps the show. Any questions or topics you want me to tackle, let me know at moviemaniacs2022.com. I'm always on Letterboxd delivering written reviews. So thank you guys so much. If you continue to tune into the show, I appreciate it. And there you go. Last of Us trailer, Super Mario Bros., Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Dial of Destiny, a little bit of Mandalorian talk. We wrapped it up. Guys, have a great week, and I'll see you guys next time, possibly talking about Pinocchio and the new Timothy Chalamet movie, Bones and All. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. (laughs) 